Hello, Denver, Colorado. That's our biggest fan base, isn't it? Denver, Colorado. Last time I was checking the stats. So hello, Denver, and everywhere else that listens to this podcast. We are checking in with you right now with a quick Fantasy Fraction episode. So for those who listened to uh, episode one, The Draft, you'll know that we here at the CPR, we can't help but being competitive with each other. We started a little Fantasy Faction game. And so we're just gonna we're gonna take you through what's been happening in the last month, what matchups has been happening, what trades have been going on. Give you some stats too. Uh, who's been doing good? Who's not? Basically, we're gonna get very statistical with it. Today we have the pleasure of having myself. Hey. So I'm Luke from Warrington, and I do have to start this off actually with an apology because uh, when we did the Fantasy Faction draft episode. And that, that's not PG. You might have noticed that my audio sounded a little bit worse than it does now. That's because uh, the master producer that I am forgot to uh, basically press a button on my microphone, which which meant that my audio came through the laptop. So I apologize. Nice, nice, nice short intro. Nice short intro. <laughs> Just straight to the point. Straight, that's what I like about you, Luke. Always straight to the point. <laughs> 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 still working on it <laughs> uh, this is west rides for fun i still have not changed the batteries in my smoke detector uh get... for anybody who's a, a long time fan of the show uh my smoke detector will be making an appearance of sometime in the next 45 seconds it's almost part of the, uh, part of the family at this point <laughs> when, when you guys go to mania next year i want to hear Every 90 seconds, just a beep chant. Literally just beep. Yeah. I'm about as useful to the fantasy faction as a female groupie at an Elton John concert. Uh, I'm awful at this. I'm not awful. The writers are because they don't write any of my guys to win. Anyway, but I'm still here and I'm still going to talk an incredible amount of shit. Nice. Oh, Johnny. Yes, hi, I'm I'm Johnny, and uh, on the subject of audio, uh, there is no audio software out there that can make me enjoy listening to my voice on recordings. Absolutely hate the way I sound. <laughs> so this is what you get. I can put a filter on there if you want. <laughs> Take the pitch up just a little bit. I can make you sound, uh, turn the pitch up, make you sound a little more chipmunky if you want. Hey, we'll bring that trend oh, back what, in. <laughs> what's that... Um... Oh, you might want to delete this bit out while I remember what the word is. I'm trying to remember. Can we can we do that voice thing on Johnny that they're doing in songs? The uh, oh. auto tune. Can we auto tune Johnny? Yes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> might be able to actually. Yeah, it'll it'll just sound like he's some lyrical master. <laughs> oh my god, we have to do a future episode Johnny on auto tune. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> there was something that I think about it that uh, I was reading the other day about like they're talking about WWE might be getting sold. Did you guys saw that? that before? Yeah. Is like, this is is this the Disney rumor? No, nah, I was more focused on like their uh, just like the moves they've been making toward like. Wanting to be like profitable, it's the type of moves that a company makes before they go up for sale. Mm. So like the way they fired all the people 
this week and basically consolidated roles, mm. trimming the fat essentially. Like, yeah. And I get it, but at the same time, like, I just don't. I don't see Vince McMahon sound like I always. No. I always thought he'd be in it forever, and then after him, it'd be the kids. Like, I suppose it's whether or not there's a there's one last big money maker somewhere, even like a part ownership thing, maybe if they sell off. Yeah, more. And I think that's what it'll be. They're probably looking at what uh, William Morris Endeavor did with uh, the UFC. UFC was sold for four billion dollars. Now William Morris is a publicly traded company. Uh, they're probably thinking, well, shit, if you can get, you know, $4 billion for UFC, which has a lot more moving parts, like, mm-hmm. you know, we can sell ours. Like, we've got a whole library of stuff. We've got a just as rabid of a fan base. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. That would be interesting, especially with, um, yeah, yeah, that would, it would, it would be very And as much as I complain about the writers, like, I'm not sure I'm ready for... WWE is not run by McMahon's. Like, there's a certain comfort that comes with that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, you have to wonder how different it would it, be. It's bad. I mean, remember when we used to watch, at least Luke, you know, living in America, like, on Hulu, like, we, our way of trying to skirt the cable thing was to watch, like, Raw and SmackDown on Hulu the next day, and we'd be pissed off because whoever edited it, clearly not a wrestling fan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. They would, like, cut out in the middle of, like, great promos and, and you're just like, all right, well, and now to think of that being a company thing, of it being run by people who don't like wrestling. Um, I read Eric Bischoff's book, and he said the biggest problem that he had toward the end in WCW was that once Ted Turner was basically stripped of his power, like it was a wrestling company being run by people who don't know or love wrestling. Right. And that was the downfall, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, sense. among other things, Fingerpole could do them. <laughs> Cool. Well, that was a good intro, Wes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes. I am. I am the belt collector supreme. Your five title holding manager yes. of Team Fuck Yes. This fucking. Guy. I'm Ant, and I have aged three years since we started recording this intro. <laughs> you know what's the greatest part of that? Is you can lose all five of those motherfuckers in the same pay per view. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting for this kind of pay per view where it just oh, gets I'm calamitous. That group chat. I'm sensing oh. I'm I'm sensing some real unnecessary hostility here coming from no, the East Coast no. of the US. I don't I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be SummerSlam. Like you're gonna lose all of them. Don't worry. We're gonna do an emergency podcast. Don't worry. I mean, you know, you'll I'm sure Cesaro will win you your first title soon. Oh no! Wait, you oh, don't, don't have him. You don't have him. <laughs> right. I do. Yeah, right. wait, the sons of Cesaro. I've accepted my don't fate. Have Cesaro. <laughs> I've accepted my fate. I'm the person in hell watching you, like <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for me to yeah. descend. Yeah, <laughs> he's I'll coming. Meet you at the elevator. I'll meet you getting off the elevator. <laughs> well, do you know what? Though a couple of weeks ago, thought like a good theme for this particular episode, we could talk about. The guy who's who's not here today, but has been giving us just so much banter during this whole game, and it's it's Simon's Children of Milkmen. So I'm going to go through what's what sort of happened since the last pay per view. Go through some drafts, because uh, a few was made on May first. I made the first trade, so I uh, I bit first. I was the first one to uh, to lose faith in one of my flock, so I traded out uh, Pete Dunn for Sheamus. I didn't think Pete Dunn was 
may have given up on him too quickly, but it, it just wasn't seeming like he was going to get a lot of matches in. It's uh, it, it's funny. It's funny you call him call him a flock because um, in fact, no, ignore me because that pun. I was going to make a hilarious pun, and it really doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's funny you call him a flock because it was a real chicken move, but a group of chickens isn't a flock, is it? So ignore uh, me. Continue. Seagulls is a flock, right? It's duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's it's bird adjacent it's sheep. pun. I get it. Good effort. Good effort. Puns don't work when they're adjacent. It has to be exact. <laughs> oh no! Wait. No such thing as a group a... of chickens is called a flock. Is it? All I right, know then. something. <laughs> I know a thing. Yes. No, you Let, don't. That, that, let's go back. Like, edit it. The fact that you had to Google that, <laughs> the fact that you had to Google that, like, takes away any positivity. Edit, uh. edit that, Mr. Producer Supreme, so that I sound like a genius. Oh, I will. So I didn't know that we could trade guys out. I just thought you had to write it out. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dudes you had. Yeah. So uh, for, uh, for, for five points, uh, at any point, you can trade in. Or someone else. I'm not sure I have five points to spare. Oh, you can you can go into the minuses. So that Simon's children of milkmen have been working on their overdraft for pretty much the whole game now. Simon, <laughs> Simon's in such negative equity. We've actually taken his flat off him. How do you have the NXT Women's Champion? And you still can't get positive. Like that, that makes no sense. Well, see, that's that's a thing. I've, I've been thinking about this. The, the thing about NXT is. One thing they do so good is that they're good at switching the talent in and out so that a lot of them aren't on every week and it sort of builds up anticipation. But Not if you're in this shit. For, yeah, for this, <laughs> for the viewer, it's great. But for this, it's, uh, I mean, looking at Johnny's team because the mm -hmm. Zigs in Blankets, it's it's very NXT yeah. heavy. I wish I thought um, that <laughs> But it was, it, was, it was sound logic. Mm -hmm. the, the, thing that, the thing that you only notice when you start playing this is that like you were saying, Luke, on NXT, obviously this this switch week in week out, but also champions like there there might be a focus on one one belt, mm -hmm. so you might get like the women's tag getting a push, but usually that means that the other belts aren't being defended week in week out, and and usually a champion, if not two of your main champions, just do promos. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a lot of promo stuff in the build up to to the takeovers, so like. You do. You end up like I. I got. I got so lucky with Kushida. I got so lucky because I did not see him winning the cruiserweight championship. Um, that was a good one. Fact, that I probably need out. to drop him. Probably need to drop him soon because he'll inevitably lose it to somebody. No, um, no, Mister Five Time. Mister <laughs> <laughs> Five Belt. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the the going heavy on one promotion could could you know pay for you really well, but. It's patience in it. It's like Wes was saying earlier. It's a it's a long game. It's a long game. It's still a long way to go. <laughs> let, me, let, me give you a, let me give you a scores update here. So, uh, my nation of abomination, top of the table on twenty nine points. Then you've got ants team. Fuck yes with twenty four. Third place is oh currently it's the absolute marks uh, on thirteen. Then we've got Marley's barn burners with twelve points. Uh, Omos and AJ Styles, the Mysterios, getting a tag title win last night gave uh, gave Marley, Marley's Barn Burners a good bump there. Looking down the table, Sons of Cesaro five points. Shocking about that is Seth Rollins minus three. Oh, you 
really have to say that again? <laughs> I get it. A Did we say it on the last one? Bust. <laughs> yeah. He, every time he mentions my tea, like the first thing he goes to is well, your number one draft pick. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm aware of that. We've got and we got zigs in blankets, two points, uh, and wow, out of actually out of minus points, thanks to the Usos last night, it's the children of milkmen on zero points. It's not minus. Very it's nice. not even anymore. Very nice. Nowhere to go but up from here. Big applause for children <laughs> of milkmen there. The what? Let me tell you something. Children of Milkmen are on the comeback trail. He, on the 10th of May, something something happened with Simon, and he thought, "I need something big here. I need something drastic. It's gonna it's gonna make a comeback." So what did he do? He traded in the fiend, probably a good move, and he brought in Jinder Mahal. Save us, Jinder. <laughs> big Jind. You know what? So. We need to have something where we can go and know who's a free agent. Like, I don't know if it's like a, a Google Doc or something like that. Like a list of untraded people? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Or just people who are available to, like... I, I made it, yeah, I, I made a little list of, of undrafted uh, championships that aren't currently in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, there are... Yeah, how many active roster members are there? We need a, we need a catering document. There are, are a lot of good ones out there. A lot of good ones out there. What other drafts we got here? Uh, on the 5th of May, so so Marley's done two trades this month, the Barn Burners. So we drafted out the New Day after WrestleMania and brought in the Mysterios. That turned out to be a good one. And uh, he drafted out Keith Lee for Bronson Reed, which again turned out to be a really good one. So he's got himself two championship wins this month, uh, does Marley. What else we got? Uh, oh, and yes, Dan, so Daniel Bryan from Team Fuck Yes was traded out for Alistair Black. Probably a good one too. Uh, rumors that Daniel Bryan might be part of this uh, WWE New Japan Pro Wrestling talks, and that's that, that's something that we need to we need to all consider, and maybe have a vote on if if the deal goes through and you end up getting the odd talent going over to New Japan to mm. have a match. Is that going to count towards the points? Because it, unless it's on one of the main shows. We might have to figure out an extension of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did have a question about points, actually. Um, obviously, as, as things go on, like new matchups are going to come out and we'd have to sort of keep developing this as things happen. Uh, on main event the other day, there was a two out of three falls match. How do you guys want to do that? It's one match. It's one match? Okay. One match. I'm fine with that. Gauntlet matches. What's a gauntlet match again? So that's the one where they like fight five, right? You gotta like win to keep going. Yeah, so it's always one on one. The winner stays in the ring, and then a new a new guys come out. I think a few. I think, I think there was a gauntlet match a while ago, and we did it. The last one I remember was Kofi trying to get into Mania. They had him do like three of those, right, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe gauntlet. Gauntlet could be separate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I suppose. Well, that's that's good for Johnny then this week because Ooh. Mustafa Ali <sighs> lost a, a two out of three to Ricochet. <sighs> They've been having some great matches on main event. I I can never buy into Mustafa Ali. Why? Like just as a character, I just I can't. He's he looks like something out of Tron, <laughs> and it, uh, it's it's Mustafa. It's Mustafa. Yeah. Show yeah. him some respect. <laughs> 
You know what's crazy though? It's like I, I do enjoy watching his videos that WWE did with him explaining like um, what goes on during Ramadan. Mm. A lot of the kids at my job are Muslim. And like, so I observe Ramadan up close. It's, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's, it's pretty intense. With the fasting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't drink anything. You can't eat. And so like, that's bad enough just as, you know, a normal civilian, but like to be in WWE, something that's very physical, and athletic. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. They do it with the football as well, don't they? Well, some yeah. people will be playing matches, but then like the opposite team will be like, okay, we'll wet you fast. Like we'll just pause the game. I mean, yeah, so that's why I don't... But as far as a character, I can't. There's nothing... He doesn't do anything for me. Hmm. Yeah, I, believe, I think the, 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 cool. the closest thing for him was... Um, there was the... Obviously, he was he was really hot just before he got pulled out of that Elimination Chamber match and Kofi took his place. And he was quite a big thing. So I remember watching back some of the Money in the Bank matches um, recently, and there was the one... What year was it? 2019? Um, and he was the one who was about to grab the case when Lesnar's music hit. Yeah. And there was the crowd where everybody was up, like everybody was ready for him, for Ali to uh, to get the case. But yeah, he's he's gone so off the boil. It's a shame. Yeah, that must be very disheartening for him. Uh, right. So some highlighted matches. Uh, the last pay per view at Backlash. So my my Bobby Lashley uh, retained against uh, against. Absolute marks, Drew McIntyre and Milkmen's Braun Strowman. Uh, Mark did get revenge, though. Uh, his Bianca Belair defeated my Bailey for the Women's Championship. Um, oh, and the Universal Championship at the last pay-per-view. Brother versus brother there, Johnny. Oh. Uh, my Roman Reigns against your Cesaro. Uh, that was could have gone either way, that one. Um, it, it For a minute there, it did look like Cesaro might, might win that. But, uh, yep, Roman Reigns retained, so keeping the two big belts uh, in my camp, it can't last forever. But I am enjoying it while it's happening. Um, Yeah, Marley's Barn Burners, as we said. He he drafted in the Mysterios and and got himself a SmackDown tag title win there. Uh, Anthony, Rhea Ripley uh, of your team, beat out Asuka and Charlotte Flair, so beat Marley and Simon, so getting a good, uh, good point swing over them. Or Simon, like he gets Charlotte Flair after like creative doesn't like carry her anymore. <laughs> like if he had had Charlotte Flair like five years ago. <laughs> oh my god! I know with all those, t- he'd be he'd be number one. Imagine if we were playing this when the Roman women's title was getting flipped every week. Yeah, yeah, flipped on the pay per view, then lose it on Raw. Flipped on the pay per view, oh, yeah. Gosh, classic, classic Simon. Like my Seth Rollins pick. Like if I'd have had him. Fresh out of the shield or coming out of WrestleMania 31. Oh yeah, like he was hot as hell that year, and then he had like the the United States title at the same time when he sent Sting into retirement. He's he's had he's had a few instances where he's had double championships. Yeah, and and yeah, there was that big run King Slayer going into the Beast Slayer a couple of years there. It would would have been big points. Um, I get the feeling he's gonna get more points later on in the year, probably once he's finished off with this. Cesaro feud. Um, uh, oh, Simon, though, the, the Children of Milkmen, they did actually win a championship uh, very recently. He had Tyler Bate in his team who won the Heritage Cup. 
down there in NXT UK. And yes, it is a championship because it can be defended. And then we've got, oh, Johnny, another another championship match. Again. Uh, Ants, Karrion Cross retain the NXT title against Mr. Balor there. Balor what could be in for a, a main roster return, though, which I'm excited about. This this version of Balor, um, if if you know if Vince doesn't pull him aside and say, "Hey, get the smile back out, get the fiend back out," we got to sell some merch. Apparently, apparently the Raw team, the Raw creative team, have been begging for him for a long time, and apparently he doesn't want to go back, and oh. the NXT team don't want him to go either. So until I think until they're done with him, I'm not sure if he's going to make the jump. Well, unless Vince McMahon really wants There's him. no reason for him to make the jump. No. Like, why the hell would you... Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it, the main roster doesn't mean what it used to. No. Like, you can still sell merch from down at NXT. Hell, it damn near took his career out <laughs> going up last time. It's like... purely it's purely so they've got another name, a fourth name to throw into the, the main title mix. Um, but yeah. he'll end up getting buried. So... Yeah, he probably come in with a bit of hype because, you know, he's this new baller now. He's, he's you know, the prince again. But uh, it's whether it's whether he can uh whether they can give him something something mm. juicy like long term. Mm. You know, maybe it's, it's, maybe on SmackDown. I don't know. It's, it's, whether, it's, it's whether he keeps that as well because you know what Raw's like. They'll they'll call him over and then they'll make him drop the prince thing and have him be in happy smiley super face fin again. Mm. And then they'll want him to be the demon in the first in the first pay per view oh, yeah. he's at. Yeah. The the extent of the notes that writing team will give him would just be like, Have you still got those red trunks? Because you're on Raw, right? And it's red. So Remember when they really were doing cool. the Finn Balor Pride t shirts? Remember those? Balor Pride one? Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet oh, I bet that's all a ton. Yeah, they want some of that. Notes. You, you say you say notes as if like the the raw creative team actually write anything. They just <laughs> ram their heads into a wall and see what the first thing they think of. I say notes more like so, thoughts, brain neurons firing. Sometimes randomly. I sit and think about like random, like it's incredibly random shit. And and one of the things I I always think about is like the type of merch they're gonna come up with for the current gimmicks. So like a Roman Reigns pride shirt, <laughs> show up, be equal, leave first. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> show, show when, when they hey, when they start touring again and they get round to the, the California crowds again, dude, that that's a number one T-shirt right there. <sighs> show up, <laughs> wreck. Uh, what the hell is it called? Um, show up, spread positive vibes, leave. leave. <laughs> or like uh, what's the one they're selling now where he's like stack the bodies and pin them it's like <laughs> smash uh, him smash him stack him pin him uh, I, I stacked two guys last night yeah. <laughs> smash him consensually stack him <laughs> with their approval <laughs> pin him and give them money for a taxi home <laughs> stack the condoms on the counter <laughs> stack it on the mantle <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, right, I've got some, uh, I've got some random stats for you. This first one hurts. This first one hurts so bad. Out of the the stars that have actually been drafted and are, are in teams right now, uh, Mansoor has got a ninety three point three percent win percentage, and that is the highest out of anyone who's had over ten matches. 
Uh, obviously, he, he, there was that one smear on his record, which I don't know. I think Vince was trying to piss off someone in in, in Saudi Arabia for that one because he called, called him up to Raw, had him on 49 wins and had a DQ loss. Thanks to Humberto Carrillo. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. That, that reeks of, we need him to lose, but it's all right because it's a DQ, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. Like, never been pinned will be, be the next one, won't it? And mm. then never submitted will be the next one. Three wins he had me. Three. Three wins. Everything was going great. My plan was all coming together. We guaranteed 52 points by by the end of the, this whole thing. Yep. And then he goes and gets a DQ loss to bloody Sheamus because of goddamn Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Since, uh, then, since then, he, he has had one win. Since then, he has returned to main event once and got one win, but it seems like he's not... Uh, He's not frequenting that show anymore, so we'll have to keep an eye on old Mansoor there. Uh, Roman Reigns and Zia Lee, they are on 100% out of six matches in 2021. Damian Priest, probably the most impressive here, 80%. So 12 wins out of 15 there. Uh, Ember Moon, 75%, 9 out of 12. Bronson Reed, 8 out of 11. And doesn't people couldn't like... buy a win like a year ago. Who? Like Ember Moon oh, Ember couldn't Moon? buy yeah. a win. Ten months ago, God, this shit sucks. What we got here? Um, <laughs> Lashley, Lashley, seventy percent, which is pretty impressive, uh, having wrestled twenty matches this year. Jinder Mahal, recently come back, two out of three wins there, dude. If Jinder Mahal, if Jinder Mahal gets the Milkmen like into the top three by SummerSlam, I will buy a Jinder Mahal T-shirt. <laughs> I will buy his merch. I'll be fully invested. The New Day. The New Day have not been booked favorably this year. Every single one of them, including Big E, are hovering at around 30% win rate. Supposed push for him there, but he's around 30% for the year. Let's see. The unpicked people, uh, so people who have not been drafted yet, uh, Akira Tozawa, although he does frequent the 24-7 scene, he is 0 for 13 in actual matches uh, in 2020. So you can... You can draft him. It'll get you the 24-7 belt in your squad a little bit, maybe, but points doesn't look like it's going to get you any there. No. Tamina, 11 wins out of 16. Big, big points there. Raul Mendoza, uh, 6 out of 8. Now, who's Wes Lee? MSK. MSK, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. Wes, you need... Oh, so I have him on my team. <laughs> so I have Wesley in my oh, name, not Wesley. Oh, you didn't even know. Who's Wesley? He's <laughs> on your team. You picked him and you don't even know. Oh, Surely that's exposed an exposed myself. Shit. I mean, if, if you're listening, Wesley, you need to you need to leave that team. You need to get out of there. Hand in a transfer request. Well, they're not doing shit anyway, so he might be leaving. As soon as they drop those belts, they're off. Unbelievable, Judson. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, everyone's favorite, Sami Zayn, <laughs> not booking him well. Two out of eighteen. Um, and then what else we got here? Most worked. Got a few of the most worked people here. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are the most worked people this year. Of Nia course they are. Of course they are. They've been frequenting all three, all three brands. Thirty-five matches had, for Shayna, twenty-eight for Nia. They've had the Raw and SmackDown women's titles to to pin up and mm. make look great. And all that compelling storytelling, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
who else we got? We got Riddle, 25 matches. Drew McIntyre, 24. AJ, 22. And Sheamus, 21. It's amazing that AJ's had 22 matches, considering we didn't see him for like over a month after WrestleMania. I know. I'm thinking, where did all those matches come from? But yeah, he's uh, yeah, still Raw Tag Team Champion. He's on six points. Uh, upcoming. Uh, so we've still got a little bit of time uh, before the next pay-per-view. But uh, a couple of interesting matches coming up. Uh, we have Wes's Legado Del Fantasma taking on my MSK, who I don't know their names, obviously, <laughs> for the NXT Wes- tag titles. Wesley and the other one, uh, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how that how that comes out, I don't know. If they lose, I might have to I might have to get rid of them. And then we've got at the Hell in the Cell pay per view, Ants Rhea Ripley taking on the Milkmen's Charlotte Flair. See what happens there. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of expecting a Charlotte win there. Uh, but we'll get into that. Join around the pay-per-view time. Don't know if they still have faith in Rhea. Right. Well, that's it for this one. Anyone else got anything to add before we put a can on this little random episode? No. Nope. Nope. No, sir. No, sir. Just I expect by the by the next one, the uh, team team fuck yes will be well ahead, and maybe uh, maybe Alistair Black will have his first bit of gold around his waist. I think we'll have, we'll have a new. I mean, I was saying I'd add the Intercontinental title to uh to to my list, but I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what fun! No, no, no. What fun! <laughs> Fucking fall from the top for you. <laughs> so wonderful to watch. I, I think that's I think that's how this game is gonna go with WWE's booking. Like like Wes, you were saying before how in fantasy football, like if your if your team has a really bad start early on, it's it, it kind of fucks you for the rest of the game. I don't know if that'll be the same for this. There's such like oh. topsy turvy, fifty fifty booking shenanigans going on. I do fully expect Jinder Mahal to get the milkman to the top by someone's life. I see you got a, a succulent drink there on the side of you. You will be having humble pie with that. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Just uh, just let me take this victory sip from my goblet of winning. Is that wine? Mm. You know it is. You know it is, wine, sir. I, I I traded in the um I traded in the M and S canned cocktails for a delicious, a delicious red and Italian uh, Porter Six from um, Sainsbury's six pounds fifty, um, <laughs> a delightful little bouquet, very nice indeed. Was it a good year? Was it a good year? Um, it is. It's two thousand and twenty. So no, it was a shit year. It was the worst <laughs> year. <laughs> You're drinking pandemic wine. I'm drinking a big <laughs> bottle of poison. As, as from bloody Italy as well, isn't it? Like this, yeah. I am. I am literally drinking COVID. Oh, good times. <laughs> good times. Have we, have we got anything to promote? Um, I also was wondering so. when we were going to plug some shameful product placements in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for selling out and yeah, was it Omaha Steaks saying that every five minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you guys will be listening to this. On uh, on May thirty first, by the time this is out, that means the next one you're going to be listening to is going to be a part one of a two part series where we're going to be doing uh, money in the bank tournament winners. Sorry, money in the bank match winners. Basically, what we're doing is we're taking all the winners of money in the bank uh, 
matches from the past. We're putting them in a, into a tournament bracket, sort of a March Madness format, and then we're going to be uh, we're going to be voting on on one on one matches there uh, and see who comes out as the greatest money in the bank match winner of all time. So please check that out. First episode is going to come out June seventh. Uh, you can listen to this on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Just to search for Cheap Pop Wrestling. That's wrestling with an R. We are on Instagram and the Twitters at the underscore cheap underscore pop. And apart from that, I think that's it. Anyone else got anything to promote? Yeah, I've just got um, another fellow podcast um, from some very good people for you to listen to. It's called 3D's Character Assassination. That's 3DS Character Assassination. Um, If you like films... And if you like film characters and diving into storytelling, it's a really good podcast for that. Um, it's with a psychologist, a doctor, and an actor talking through different characters. This week's episode is Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's a, it's just a bloody good listen. Very it's cool. good fun. It's a good laugh. But you learn things as well. And isn't that what we're all here to do? What's the name of that again? 3D's Character Assassination. 3D's. 3DS character assassination it is character assassination okay denver go listen to it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i think it's because we sound like we're high that's probably why denver like maybe maybe um on my end um the website west rights for fun is finally up um there's links to buy coffee and condolences there's also a link to buy the next book headphones and heartaches that comes out July 13th. If you're looking for a physical copy, uh, that'll be available on day one. But, yeah. Nice. Nice. Alrighty. Oh, actually, before we did go, I totally forgot. I got one quick uh, quiz question to run by you. Very quick one. So the answer is going to be a number, and the closest number wins, okay? So with regards to uh, factions, this question is about the Bullet Club. Now, how many members, past and present, have there been in the Bullet Club? Closest number wins. Okay, let me ask before we do it. Like, are we counting, like, so we went to the New Japan show at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And the, the Tonga's dad came out as part of Bullet Club. <laughs> like, are we counting that kind of shit, too? Oh, um, Haku? Haku won it. Yeah. So Go so the, the number I have does not have uh, Haku involved in it so past and present how many bullet club members um i'm gonna go 63 63 63 i'm gonna say 30 30 you can change your answer i'll give you a chance to change yours they so they're they're seven years (sighs) old the the faction is seven years old they started in 2013 yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty-eight. Forty-eight. Final answer. Forty-eight. I don't know if it's that much. I'm gonna say twenty-three. Good shout, Could Johnny. Be good shout. Johnny, it's twenty-five. Oh, oh, twenty-five members. Oh, present. Nicely played. Nicely played. played. <laughs> Not a bad shout. That. Not a bad shout. All right, let's put a can on this one. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Check back here June 7th for a tournament, Money in the Bank winners. Okay. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. (laughs) Eight years. (laughs)